Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Everyday Growth Podcast with your host, me, Anthony J. Here we search out for individuals who have had growth in one way or another during their lifetime. My next guest grew up watching Arnold take the big stage, flex his muscles, and take the bodybuilding world by storm. He is also a personal trainer who helps clients become the best possible version of themselves that they can possibly be. In 2017, he took first place in NPC Junior Nationals, winning him the coveted title of IFBB Pro. This gifted young man has definitely done a lot in a short period of time. Without further ado, I give to you my good friend, Derek Simmons Jr. Welcome to the show, my man. How the hell are you? What up? I'm doing good. <laughs> doing fantastic. Good, man. Good, man. What are you up to today, man? What's going on in your hood? Man, you know, it's just another day trying to get bigger than what I was yesterday. Hey, 1% better, man. That's what we say, right? That's right. Every day. Every day. <laughs> He's got the memo, people. Community knows the memo, too. Dude, I want to jump in right away, and I kind of know a little bit about your story, but I know our community doesn't know about our story, but what brought you to bodybuilding, man? I knew that you loved Arnold back in the day, and you believe that, you know, since Arnold is like the godfather of bodybuilding, I know you followed him for such a long time, and even to this day, you still say that, you know, he's done it. He's laid the foundation for exactly the stage that you walk across yourself, man. Tell us a little bit about where that came from. Well, one day I was going through the grocery aisle. And this was back when the magazines were really, you know, popular at the time. <laughs> and I saw one of the magazines, uh, the muscular dudes, and I opened it up. I saw them in their little G-strings. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is what I want to do <laughs> with my life. <laughs> no, in all seriousness, um, I thought bodybuilding was the weirdest thing that you can do. Uh, I was not into it. And actually... I so I, I was I grew up a very skinny kid and I grew up being bullied and picked on. And so actually the first person who taught me how to work out was my grandmother. And she saw that I was really addicted to it. I kept asking my grandma for like gym equipment, teach me how to exercise. Because my grandma had a baseline knowledge of exercising and all this stuff and that. So she'll give me some dumbbell work, she'll give me some cables, um, you know, just little stuff here and there. And I'll always be exercising in her house. So I think back then she saw the passion in me, even when I didn't know what was really going on. And she actually bought me my first bodybuilding magazine. And I was like, Grandma, why'd you buy this, you know, for me? I was like, this is gay. <laughs> and it's for any people who might be watching this that, that might be homosexuals, I don't have nothing against gay people or anything like that. Uh, that's just how you talk back then in the 90s. Uh, so, uh, but yeah. Um, so I, I didn't, I, I think I threw the magazine away or something. And then years later, after graduating high school shortly, I was working out in the gym and this guy, he was like an old school bodybuilder. He looked at me and he was like, Hey, do you compete? And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like in basketball? And he's like, no, I'm bodybuilding. And I'm like, uh, no. <laughs> And he's like, well, you should. And then I was like, why? And he was like, you you will do great. You'll be a champion. And I was like, I'll be a champion. I'll never be a champion in anything. And then so it was like, because, like, you know, most of my life I was like a nobody. And then uh, so I was like, the thought of, like, becoming something great like that, I thought that this guy was on drugs or something. <laughs> and then, you know, I was, like, I was like, what does he see in me? And then um, uh, shortly after high school, uh, I was in a circle of uh, friends that were heavily into independent wrestling. And they wanted to be like WWE superstars. I think two of us actually made it. Um, one of them right now is currently in uh, AEW, Chris Jericho's federation. Um, but yeah, so we all was wrestling. And that was our thing in high school. So all the normal kids, they'll have sex, they'll experiment with drugs, and they'll go to high school dances, right? Well, we would go into our buddy's garage, go on a mattress, and this mattress was dirty as hell. It had like urine in it, cockroaches coming out of it. And we would beat the living hell out of each other in the garage on top of the mattress, acting like we were WWE wrestlers. And that was our fun for the weekend. And um, so, we were practicing and we actually started going into CSW, Chicago style wrestling. And this, the owner of it was Steve Boz. 
and he starts actually teaching us how to actual wrestle, uh, like for real. And he's like, brother, you got great physique, man. You know, I think out of everybody out of one of us, you could actually, you know, make it to WWE. You guys should make something out of this. He was like, just keep on training, keep on getting bigger. So my buddy, Joey, he hands me this DVD. He was like, all right, if you want to learn to work out, you got to watch this. And it was Pumping Iron. It was Arnold Schwarzenegger's docudrama. So I go home, I watch it. I'm like, oh, this bodybuilding crap again. And then I, I played the video and I fell in love with it. And you know me, Anthony, I'm a huge Dragon Ball Z fan. This was the closest thing to Dragon Ball Z in real life. <laughs> true, true. Yeah, it, def- <laughs> it definitely was, right? Yeah, I'm like, okay, so these guys, you telling me, they have the audacity to isolate themselves from normal civilization. Because what's normal civilization? You graduate high school. Back then, you didn't need to go to college. You'd get a good job right away. So you work your nine to five. You come home. You grab a beer. You watch sports. You go to back to sleep and repeat that all over again. That's pretty much what normal life is, right? So, but these guys found a way to break away from that and like, and said, no, we're going to live to be as big as we can and as strong as we can for some odd reason. <laughs> we're just going to keep on testing our limits. We're going to keep on testing our bodies day in and day out. And I was like, I want to be a part of that. And so that's when I was like, okay, this could be actually cool. And then Arnold Schwarzenegger actually explained what it is. And he was like, you know, a lot of times people look at us and be like, what we're doing is very weird. But for me, it's not weird at all. You know, it's no weirder than me going into a car and trying to do the Indy 500. You know, that to me is weird. Bodybuilding is all about sculpting the physique. It's all about, uh, it's art. But instead of doing it with actual clay or whatever, you're doing it with the weights. You're doing it with the diet. You're sculpting your own body. And I was like, man, I never really looked at it that way. And, that, you know, that is true. And then I just saw the training and I got really motivated. And the thoughts of me actually becoming something bigger than myself and becoming a champion, I was like, I want to do that. Let's do it. I mean, what, what else do I got to live for? So let's do it. And that's, that's how I got started. Man, that's awesome, dude. And I think a lot of us too, like, we know like Arnold, I mean, he obviously wasn't the very first bodybuilder. I mean, this thing goes way, 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 way back before that, before the big stage, before Joe Weider, you know, put this big, big event on and actually brought these people and brought, because Joe Weider brought um, Schwarzenegger over from Germany, right? Wasn't that his job? Like he found him and brought him over to be the face of this thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it's like, I think we, we can all look at that as like, we, if you say bodybuilding, everyone can name Arnold Schwarzenegger, you know? And I think it's so funny how you saw that as a chance to isolate yourself and become like a, like the best, you know, like Dragon Ball Z guy you could possibly be. Cause you looked at that. You're like, man, they're fast. They have muscles that, you know, that it's magical. And I think you saw something that also, right? Like I want to be big. I want to be fast and I'm going to do this by myself. And I think that alone probably kind of makes you who you are today. Right Derek? I saw something larger than life. Yeah. You know, and uh, something larger than life is something that was very cool. Because, you know, I mean, what's, what's, what's being normal? The normal's not cool. Right. I don't want to blend in. You know, it was like um, my auntie always told me, she said, if, if everybody likes you and everybody, like, if you're not getting talked about by nobody, you're not doing something with your life. Yeah, it makes tons of sense. It's like, who wants to blend in? You know, a lot of people, like, they, they choose to blend in. And I can tell you right now, community, that Derek does not blend in to anyone that's around him. He's definitely the biggest friend that I have. Derek, how tall are you again? And what are you weighing in at right now? Um, I'm around 6'1". I'm 240. I'm on a lighter end at 240 pounds in the morning, and I'm creeping up to 250 during the day. Yeah, you guys, uh, he's not a small dude. He is not a small dude, okay? So he towers over me, and his back is about as big as the side of a barn. So when you, when you say larger than life, I think you're doing a pretty damn good job at, at that yourself, and I, I congratulate you and commend you on that. Where does it go from there? Where did you get started? Did you just start lifting? Did you have to follow? You know, when did you first say you wanted to do a show? How does that all start out, and, lead, and how does that lead into you 
winning in 2017 to now get your pro card? Well, when I first was talking about doing a show and doing bodybuilding, uh, everybody thought that was a pipe dream for me. They said that's not going to happen. They said even if it's going to happen, you have to know somebody to get your pro card. Uh, Just just a a million excuses and a million things on why I couldn't do it when I first started. Uh, But I didn't listen to that because at the same time, I was like, well, what what else is there, you know? I mean, I, I have this dream that I want to do, so I'm just going to do it. I mean, so I blocked out all the negativity. I went into the gym one day, and I said, who are the two, who are the biggest guys in the gym? And I saw their names were Tony and Sean. And so I went up to Tony and Sean, and I was like, I want to work out with you guys. And so they pretty much was like, okay, we're going to be here at 7 a.m. every single day. You come, you can train with us. Cool. I was there at 6 a.m. I was so excited. Dude, I was there an hour before they were. That's awesome. And, um, yeah, started training with them. They uh, gave me a baseline knowledge of what to do, how to train, taught me how to pose a little bit. And it just kind of kicked off from there all the way up until I was in college and then I competed in my first competition. Now, my first competition wasn't an actual bodybuilding competition. It was a bodybuilding competition for uh, the fraternities. It was called Greek Physique. And then, uh, so, you know, that was like a, a good starter, starting point. I didn't get nothing for it. Uh, but uh, that was a few of the addiction for me to actually see what I could actually do with this. So I entered a real contest, and then I got first place in novice. And I never got first place in anything before. So as soon as I got that one first place trophy, I was hooked. I was like, let's roll with this. And I kept on competing, kept on doing well. Um, when I was an amateur, there was no show that I competed in that I wasn't at least top five. So I was always good at this from the start. Um, and then um, it came to a turning point whether I was going to choose wrestling or I was going to choose this bodybuilding thing. And you know me, Anthony, my personality is kind of, it's not really your normal everyday type of personality. So I was like, I'm just going to use that to get me into the WWE. I built up my body to this point. I don't want to go to the NPC because at the time it was only bodybuilding. Classic physique didn't exist. I didn't want to look like a bodybuilder. Those guys are way too huge. Uh, it's not a look that I wanted to go. So I was like, okay, I'm going to go full-blown WWE mode. I sent them a, a tape of me just talking, of me just talking to the camera like I am to you right now. They called me up a week later. WWE called me up a week later when I was coming from one of my classes, and uh, I had a bunch of interviews with them. Uh, but last minute, Triple H didn't, for whatever reason, Triple H didn't like me, so he cut me. So after that, shortly afterwards, they created Class Physique, in the NPC, I was like, that's more of my look. That's what I wanted to do. Um, so I entered my first NPC competition, uh, became Mr. Niana. That qualified me for nationals. Went to nationals the next year, got first place, and became a pro. So, Dude, that's uh, awesome, man. Like, I had yeah. no idea about the WWE thing, man. We, we've never actually talked about that. I think that's a really, a really cool thing that you went down that road. Did that kind yeah. of push you – was that just an A or B plan at that point or when, like when that didn't work out with wrestling, were you like, all right, cool. Now I'm going to go ahead and do this other thing with bodybuilding. Or did you kind of know in your gut that you kind of really were going to kind of go the bodybuilding route? I wanted to do the bodybuilding, but it was a more because to me, wrestling is more of an entertainment type of thing. And it's not like you're not a real champion. It's just you acting. Pretty much, it's, it's, yeah, you're being physical, but it's just a TV show. It's just a television show. You're acting like a character, and I told them straight up. I I, I think maybe this is why they 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 did, they eliminated me. I said I want to travel the world. I mean, I'm not so much into the wrestling aspect because it's not really real competition, and I think that they got offended when I said that. Mm-hmm. But I was just telling them the truth. I was like, I want to travel the world. I want to connect with people. I mean, that's 
I mean, I just told him the truth. I mean, I'm like, it's not real. Right. <laughs> you know? And so, uh, but bodybuilding is real. If you, you know, you will become a real champion. And I was always brought up with that mindset. And it came from my dad because uh, my dad was a two-time state champion in track. And he was an NCAA champion. So I'm growing up watching his championship rings on the mantle, looking at all his trophies, looking at all of his medals. And I dreamed of being some sort of champion when I was three, four years, years old, looking at him in the magazines. So that's more so than money or anything. I think that's what was my biggest dream was just to become a champion, you know? And uh, so, yeah, I did want to go that bodybuilding route um, more so than WWE, but WWE would have been fun and that <laughs> paycheck would have been nice. Yeah, right. No doubt. Now they have absolutely nobody, nobody with no charisma. They definitely, they definitely could have used me by now, but oh well, they're lost. <laughs> Shots fired, WWE. <laughs> don't, don't, don't come, don't come looking for my podcast, WWE. But, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, for the community that does not know, and you could probably shed some light on it, what is the differences between you were saying classic physique and bodybuilding? How you didn't want to be a bodybuilder because those guys completely get way too big. I know because I know you and I'm in the health and wellness and fitness area and I'm a trainer just like you are that bodybuilders can get upwards of 300, 320 pounds before they cut all the way back down. And they just sound like, you know, a walking pug dog that just kind of snorting through their nose because they're so fucking heavy. But can you kind of shed some light on classic physique and bodybuilding and why you go the route that you went with uh, classic physique over bodybuilding? It's healthier. Both is unhealthy relatively but it's a healthier version of bodybuilding. Um, like I said, like 320 pounds. I remember when I was trying to get as heavy as possible and I was doing things the wrong way last year and I was 260 pounds and I was very uncomfortable just at 260. So I can't imagine me trying to bulk up to 300, 320. Well, that would do, that kind of a stress would do on my heart. Right. How bloated my face would be. Um, it's, it's just not worth it to me that much. And then also it's not, um, I, I, I want to do things differently than all these other bodybuilders are doing, you know, and that's why I started Swole Alpha, uh, because I want to try to take bodybuilding more mainstream. It's just like what you said earlier, like Schwarzenegger, he was, when you think about bodybuilding, you think about him because he was the only one that promoted his personality. If you look at what I'm doing, I'm doing something different than any of the pros are. I am not only showing my physique, but I am marketing my personality now. I know a lot of guys can't do that because personality charisma is something that you're just born with. It's not something that you can like practice, but I think that's what our sport needs. Our sport needs somebody who can go on podcasts and talk somebody who can go on a video and talk um in order for this thing to grow we're going to have to have somebody that can be marketable that can really be marketable and um that's that's what our sport is missing because we don't have that yet but i think i could be that guy so now that we switched gears into kind of like your business, I know you just kind of changed some things up a couple months back and now it's your, your business is now swell alpha. Where did that come from? Um, besides what you just said, like where did that come from and what are you doing with that? That's kind of in the space of uh, not just fitness, but like for males in general, right? Cause it's more of a, a male structure based company now. Yeah. So swell alpha is what, what the purpose behind that is, is it's just like what you're doing with the everyday brand is trying to make men the very best version of themselves. And that's the whole point behind that. So we talk about many aspects. We talk about pursuing your mission and your purpose in life. We talk about women. We talk about health and fitness. All of this is pretty much the same when it comes to male success, you know? And then, uh, so that's, that's the whole purpose behind the brand. Uh, also how it caught on fire was the topics about women, because when you talk about women, people pay attention. <laughs> <laughs> That's just the bottom line. And so, um, I noticed that this whole MGTOW movement, I don't know if you heard of that MGTOWs, M G T O W all capital letters. I have no idea what that is. So 
uh, MGTOW is men going their own way. Hmm. And then the content is called red pill content. So red pill is a man who's aware of female nature. The blue pill man is a guy who's like in that Disney mindset. It's kind of like totally like oblivious to it. The purple pill man is the guy who, who is aware of female nature, but decides to be in a relationship anyways because he doesn't want to play the game. So Anthony, like I can tell by you, you are purple pill, but you don't know that you were purple pill. <laughs> <laughs> Which means what? Because I want to be in a relationship? I'm purple pill? Yeah, you're purple pill. Oh, there's just nothing, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah, but you're not going about it in a, in a blue pill way. You know, you, you know that you got to be on your mission, your purpose. You know that you got to stay on your grind. You're not laying up on Carrie and just chilling with her every single day, you know, seeing what she's doing. You know, you got your own separate life. You know, it's like what we talked about the other day. A relationship should be two complete people coming in together and then sharing their completeness to one another. And a lot of guys do not know that aspect. And so I saw a need for that. I didn't know that aspect at first. And I struggled with that for a very long time. Yeah, I think that's, that's a, has to be the most powerful trait when you do come into a relationship. It's like you both need to be on your own path. But when your path does come together, though, you have to lift each other up and you both have to, your, your, your power and your energies have to help, have to help each other. And I think that's exactly what, you know, Carrie Ann and I do with our missions as well. And guys, community, if you're listening to this for the first time, this podcast for the first time, shame on you. Number one, number two, Carrie Ann is my girlfriend. She's been my girlfriend for almost five years now. And we definitely do compliment each other. Like, is it hard? Yeah, it's definitely very hard. We're both on our own paths in life. We both love different things, but we're both very you know, strong headed about those things. We want to be the best in our space that we are both in. And when we do come together, it's to help each other and lift each other up. Like there's a lot of things that she helps me with, you know, putting contracts together, looks over my verbiage, all these things. What are we missing? Can you take a look at this? Can you help me with this? And I do the same thing with her. Like, listen to this client that I had. What do you think about this? Let me, let me kind of unload this information on you because she needs to talk to somebody. And I think that's a big thing that's missing today between relationships. You know, I think sometimes it's either one way or the other, right? It's either the male or the female where it's a kind of like take the reins of a relationship and the other one's just kind of along for the ride. And I think right. we, kind of, we lose ourselves, you know, whether you're male or female, I think you kind of lose your actual structure to who you actually are. Yeah. And I think that you guys are, like I say, you guys set a good example, uh, at least for what I, what I see of what, you know, a relationship is because the, the relationship, a long-term relationship is a dying art uh, in today's society. It's not really a, you know, people got way too many options now with the social media. So if you come across one problem, oh, I'm out. Yeah. I'm out. We're not going to make this work. But, but, but it's like, but if you don't make that work, you, you're going to run to a problem again with the next person. You got to learn how to problem solve. You guys got to learn how to communicate. You know, it's just not all going to be rainbows and, and uh, fruity pebbles the whole entire relationship. Yeah, we can only wish for that, though, too, you know, because Fruity Pebbles are so damn delicious. So, <laughs> so are you trying to structure now around your male clients and, and helping kind of like A to Z, not just inside the gym and inside the kitchen for nutrition? You're also helping them in the kind of like relationship status, right? You have a couple clients that kind of come to you like, hey, man, I'm kind of lost in that world. And you're kind of, are you trying to tie it all together? Like through the gym, you get stronger, just like in your relationships, you can get stronger as well. You're kind of tying all these things together. Uh, yeah, I'm tying it all together. Uh, because uh, a lot of times these guys have uh, problems with women because they're not taking care of themselves. Mm. So if you broke living with your mama, you ain't got no car, you ain't got no job, you fat, and, and now you ugly on top of that, you're going to be screwed in the women department. I'm sorry. I'm not going to sugarcoat that for you. So I tell these guys, hey, okay, let's get you a job. Okay, if you have a job and you're you're, you're unhappy with that job because most people are, un, are unhappy with their jobs. Okay, let's see. What, what, is you, what, is, what do you love to do? Okay, you love to play video games. Good. Okay, how can we make you money playing video games? Because today, in today's world, you can make money playing video games. Absolutely. So I tried to find ways to where these guys can pursue their passions 
make money out of their passions, they become a better version of themselves. Because what kind of girl wants to be around a guy who hates his life, who's constantly complaining? I don't want to be around that. You know? So make them happy. Okay, you fat. You want a healthy. Okay, well, let's get your fitness right. When you're when you get your fitness together, guess what? Not only do you look better, but you feel better. You're not you, you, you're more in a uh, healthier mental state of mind. You can fight off things like depression. You can fight off things like anxiety. This is all going to make you a better person overall. So you can attract the girl that you really want in your life and not a girl that you're just settling for because you're low quality. Yeah, I think I think a lot of people you can even I mean, I can take that and you can flip you can flip that on its head and actually say it's the same thing with fitness in general, right? Like we can learn so much about ourselves, you know, like, we, like you and I always talk about this too. And we say we probably say it a dozen times a month. It's like, the gym can honestly teaches you everything about life. Fitness teaches you everything about life. You know, you have to be dedicated to it in order for it to work. You have to be consistent. You can't just do it when it's when it's a good time for you to do it. You have to make it part of your day, make it part of your schedule in order for anything to work. And building up that confidence inside that gym, because let's just let's let's call the kettle black here. It's like the gym is an intimidating place for a lot of people, and a lot of people make excuses why they don't even want to go. And that you know, um, people will talk about me, or people are gonna look at me. I'm like, no, actually, anyone in the gym doesn't give a fuck about whatever you're doing. They don't care about you. They're all in their own shit. They want to get their workouts in. And half of the people are in the same mindset as you are when you walk into a gym anyway. They're there for a reason. They're there to get better. A very small percentage of people are actually fit in a gym. So by you, just you're just talking yourself out and making up your own excuses. So I love how you're tying that in through confidence Go, confidence getting the job, confidence going to the gym, confidence working with you so you can get more confident in relationships itself. I think you're doing a really cool thing with that, man. I congratulate you on that. Thank you. And it's, it's been fun. I mean, reading these emails and uh, I, I have something to look forward to every single day. And I've been obsessed over it because it is that fun. It could get addicting, you know, because you know, now I'm helping people on a whole nother level, you know, and that, that, it gives you a, a, a greater sense of purpose other than just you just being focused on yourself. And, uh, oh, like I, I'm no longer just worried every single day. I'll just bring my calves up, you know, like right. I have a greater sense of purpose, if that makes sense. Yeah, it definitely does. I was actually, that was my, where I was kind of going with my questioning too. And I was thinking about that. I'm like, you seem since you started Swole Alpha, uh, since I've known you and I've known you for a couple of years now, I think. And um, since I've been going to the gym, I think three or four years now the same gym. I think that's where I met you first. And we hit it off. You and I hit it off like right away, you know? Um, But since you've done this, man, I can definitely see like kind of like your energies and your aura changing a little bit, man. I think you're diving more into what you actually like to do because I always see you and you're, we always, we're always talking business, right? Like what can we do next? What can we do next? How's your business going? How's your business going? Let me help you. And then we go, me and you bounce ideas off each other back and forth, you know? Yeah. It's like, it's almost at a point where like just training someone isn't enough. You know, just putting the weights in their hands and showing them correct form and function and how to build muscle. You know, it comes to a point where for some trainers, that is enough. For some trainers, that's fine. And then there is those other trainers too that they're just there to count fucking reps, you know, and you and I, we're not there to count fucking reps. So I think this is a really great thing that you're doing. And that was where I was going that question. Like you probably feel so much better actually doing this A to Z format, right? And actually coaching them through their entire life than, than just putting the weight in their hands. Yeah. Yeah. It's so much, yeah. It's so much more fulfilling. It really is. And then throughout the process, you're getting to know these people. Like I got to know people uh, all throughout uh, the country that I would never have known, that I would never have had conversations with that if I, if, if I didn't start this, you know? And so, uh, and, I, and again, uh, with the same thing with bodybuilding, it's just, uh, when I first started that, people was like, you're insane. It's never going to happen. It's not going to work out. YouTube is too hard, blah, blah, blah. I just went and did it. I, I, had, I had this need to do it more so for a year from now. And it was, you know, I just got to the end of last year where I was like, I'm just going to do it. And I was in Kentucky and I was in the, it was like God was just telling me to do it. He was like, you got to do it now. You got to do it now. So Friday night in a hotel room in Kentucky, I filmed my first slow alpha video. I just did it. 
And it took me like two hours to do it because I was nervous. I kept on messing up saying words. And uh, <laughs> so I kept on practicing it, practicing it. And I finally got it done and I uploaded it on Saturday. That's how I got started. That's awesome, man. It's like, you know, fuck the naysayers, right? And I think that's a lot. It's like a big thing of why people are, they hold themselves back to begin with is that they're actually afraid of what someone else is going to think of them. And it's like, who gives a shit? You know, like who cares about an external force, whether they like you or not? Like, you know, it doesn't matter. Whatever someone else says for you, like, oh, you can't do it. Blah, blah, that's just a reflection of their self. You know, they're just looking at it like, you can't do it. That doesn't mean I can't do it because you're too weak to try to do something like that or step out of that, you know, the, the comfortability zone, that circle that you're so protected in that you want to stay in. It's like, we, you know, you and I, we're cut from a different cloth, man. We don't like that circle. We don't like that comfortableness. We like to get out of that zone and kind of do some change. So yeah. it's like from there, man, it's like you have how many, YouTube videos uploaded and I see like you're totally your your content game has gone up dramatically since you started this company, man. Is it just is it do you find it a little bit more fun to do this kind of content? Like is it easier to produce? Yeah, because I'm able to like I said, it goes back to my personality. I'm able to be silly again. I'm able to have fun. To whereas when I was just doing bodybuilding, it was just like, oh, look at my progress picture. Oh, look, I'm lifting weights. Oh, relentless attitude, blah, 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 blah. No, it's like, now I can actually be an actual person. You know, and that's what it's fun. Like, I, I'll break down in the middle of a video and start singing. And <laughs> I can't sing. And I know people know I can't sing. But I do it because I like to make people laugh. And then when people message me, be like, yo, I was dying in that part where you were singing. It brings me joy that I brought them joy. Right. You know, because I'm like, because really what I'm doing is, and one of the guys, he sent me a video on this. I'm taking tragic situations, like people that like that that is heartbreaking, it's devastating, and I'm making them funny and I'm making them lighthearted because that's what I want to do. I don't want to. I want people to not take life so seriously. Right. Why does everything gotta be so serious? Guess what? So what if she broke your heart? So what if he broke your heart? It's not that serious. Laugh it off. You will meet another person down the road. You know. So what if you got fired from that job? You'll find another job. Just laugh it off. You know, just why, why take life so seriously? Yeah, dude, I'm totally in that boat too. I think just today's day and age, we're so encapsulated in those things like, oh my God, it didn't work with that girl or with that boy and all these things. It's like, it's okay, dude. Like, it's okay, girl. Like, it's, you're going to get through it. You're going to meet somebody else. It's not like just because you fail once, we quit, right? Imagine right. that. Imagine that. Imagine if you fail once at something and you quit. Like we wouldn't have anything done in our lives. Like, are you no. kidding me? You have to fail from those relationships, from those bad gym, those bad gym training sessions, from those bad relationships. Like you're learning no matter what you're learning. And if you can just wrap your head around that, I think that's the biggest thing in the world. You know, like it's okay. Like mm -hmm. take your, take your licks, you know, wipe your jaw off and ask life, like what else you got, bitch? Because it's just going to happen again. It's just going to happen right. again unless you learn from it. And you're like, you actually understand what actually happened. So like, is that definitely what you're kind of going over with like the guys now too? You're kind of telling them like, Hey man, it's totally cool. Like, let's talk about it and let's get over it. Yeah. Yeah. That's totally what it is. And it's kind of like, uh, that quote that Michael, uh, Michael Jordan said, I never lose, you know, I always learn, you know, right. and that's the thing. Just take everything as a learning situation and then try to get better. You know, I, I was very upset at myself from losing my competitions last year, but losing my competitions last year put me in a better situation for this year. You know, I, I, have a, I have a great team surrounding me now that if I didn't have those losses and if I didn't meet those certain people, I wouldn't have now. My body is on a whole nother level from this time this year than it was from this time last year. You know, and you just got to keep on going. You just got to just learn from your failures you know like what we talking through right here this computer that microphone a guy who ever been in this had to fail multiple times until it was completed if he would have gave up me and you would not be talking right now correct so who am i to give up on my dreams because i could be stopping somebody else's dream by stopping my own who knows what i can create in the future if i really follow my path relentlessly i can help 
millions lives, millions of lives potentially. Who knows? But if I was scared, imagine, imagine if Aerosmith was scared to play a song. Do you know <laughs> the good music that we've been missing out on? The probably memories that people have of listening to their music. Could you imagine if they would have gave up or was scared? You know, or anybody that was ever great in this life, you know, you got to go for it. You got to go for it, man. You got to go for it. What are some of those, you know, what are some of those things that you took out of your last competition? Because I know when you brought that up right now, you just said, you know, your physique is way better than last year. And you know, you had a better team around you this year than you did last year. And I was part of that as well. I saw you. Um, and I actually talked to you on the phone. I was in Hilliard, Ohio, when you gave me a phone call after the one competition last year. And I saw you when I came back in July and all these things. And you were pretty bummed out, man. Like you were pretty beat up. You felt like you failed pretty hard, but you got over it rather quickly, man. So it's like, let's talk about that for really, really quick, not to bring up a sore subject, but you learned a lot from that, man. Right. Yeah. I learned a lot, a lot from that. Um, I learned that. One, I'm not as good as I thought I was. Two, uh, it was a reality check that, uh, you know, this thing's going to take some work. And it's really going to take everything that I got. <laughs> you know, it's like I can't cut no, no corners. I got to be on diet year-round. Like, I've been on a year-round diet since then. I have my cheats here and there, but I am on a structure. My day is structured, like, to the T right now. You know, That's where what it takes, more. though, man. That's what it takes. Yeah. yeah, and so I know that it takes everything because I can't get by on just my genetics now. It's going to take hard work now, extremely hard work for me to win these competitions, and it's going to take everything that I got. So um, that was another thing that why I wanted to start Soul Alpha because I knew that I, I'm going to have to start generating passive income because the higher up that I go, I can't be working like a slave all day long. I got to focus on these competitions because guess what? The guys that are on the top, they're not going into work. Right. They're, they're waking up, eating their meals, going to the gym two times, three times a day, getting all their sleep in. So how am I going to compete against that if I'm working 12 hours out the day? I can't. So I got to put myself in a position to gain this passive income. So that was another reason why I had to start Swole Alpha to get more income to where I don't have to be at a certain place all day long to make money to live. Was, that, know, a, was that a problem last year? Were you working too much last year? Cause I know you worked a shit ton of hours last year. Cause every time I was at the gym, you were there and you looked tired all the time last year. It wasn't not only that, but it was for the last two years, you know, especially, you know, it was, uh, you get to the gym at 8 AM or 9 AM or whatever. And then I didn't leave till like 9 p.m. I'm at the gym all day long. You know, and then sometimes you don't want to disrespect your clients. So you can't eat your meals and all that stuff and that. So, it's yeah, it's really hard to, to stay focused, you know. And I, I did look at those, some of those pictures where I was really busy in the gym. And I looked terrible. My face was all bloated. I was fat. I mean, because I was eating like two meals a day or something like that and two bad meals at that. So, yeah, you got to be you got to be in the. You got to be in the trenches. If you want to win these shows, you got to be in the trenches day in and day out. You got to be absolutely focused. I mean, you probably can't even have a life, really. You know, what are some so, of the what are some of like the top three changes that you've made this year going into as opposed to like last year going into your next show, which I do believe you said it's in a couple of months, right? It's in June. Yeah. yeah what, are some, Mark, what are some huge changes that you made? Uh. Now I have a have a a coach, a professional coach that gives me a fully like outline on what to do day in and day out. Um, and then I have Leo now, uh, who is my trainer that that I see on a weekly basis. And the thing about Leo is I started training with him at the tail end of my prep. And really, I don't think if it's for Leo keeping my head together, I probably wouldn't have able to compete because my life was in turmoil. I had just lost my uncle, who I was really close with, who also believed in me and my body, he believed heavily in, in me and bodybuilding. He, 
for his screensaver on his cell phone, it was one of my competition picks. Damn. And I just lost him. I went through two breakups last year with both girls that I really cared about. My head was messed up. I mean, I was going through stuff. I was going through even more stuff that I, I haven't even told nobody. And Leo was there to keep my head together. If it wasn't for him, I probably would never compete at both shows. So just for me stepping on that stage last year was a win for me. You Damn, know? man. Yeah, that's yeah. talk about a tale of adversity. You know, we always got to strive to be better every day. And like you said, man, like now you've made the correct changes and you know, you know, like to, to, to implement that growth. You know, and I think that's the biggest thing is to find the people and surround yourself with those people that can actually help you grow and not hold you back. I say this all the time on the podcast and the community is probably so damn bored of me saying it, but people can either lift you up or they can pull you down. You can't have both. You know, you you can't, there is no one that does both for you. You can't have both. One person does one thing, the other person does the other. It's up to you to audit your circle and keep those people around you, you know, or tell those people to piss off. You don't need those people that pull you down. Cause in the, in like in the long scheme of things, people just want to pull you down to get down to their level. You know, like they're so, they're so fucking horrible and frustrated with where they're at in life. They, they'd love to pull you back down. You know, like it's true. Misery does love company, but you've, you've actually taken that to another level and you've showed some personal growth and now you're trying to help other people do that as well. And I think that's a great thing, man. I think you're on the right track. How do you feel going into this next show, man? Like how, where's your confidence at? Do you think, you think you're about to, you know, unveil a package that no one's the new, new Derek that no one's ever seen before. Yeah, I think so. I'm growing at a faster rate now. Um, I'm getting the right pieces together. I'm working with the right people now. And, uh, I'm just, I I removed all those toxic people from my life, you know, and I, I, yeah. And I'm not, I'm not out here like, you know, just trying to, trying to do this and do that. It's work on my business, bodybuilding. That's it. And each week, I'm getting more and more focused. I'm finding ways to work even harder, to isolate myself even more so. You know, and uh, it, it can be challenging trying to build a business at the same time and do bodybuilding. But, I mean, that's life. I mean, right. you know, it's not, it's not supposed to be easy. <laughs> no, it's not supposed to be easy. <laughs> if you think it's easy, <laughs> then you're not trying too hard at something, you know, like... Yeah. Like, come on, man. We got to challenge you. You got to challenge yourself a little bit here and there. Where's, uh, what, where does last week? I think I told you that I was like only like getting three hours of sleep or something like that. Did I tell you that? And yeah. he was like, you got to find a balance, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, it scares me, man. You know, like I remember too, uh, was it last year? Yeah. I think it was like the beginning of last year or everything like that. And we we're talking, um, I mean, you weren't even, remember last year when I was like, I was always on you about nutrition and tracking your food. And you're like, I just eat. I just, I just eat. Like, and I'm like, I'm like, 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 what do you mean you just eat? Like, you don't know how many, he's like, no, like five or six meals. I don't know what I'm eating. Yeah. Bullshit. You pulled your phone up the other day when you and I were having a drink together and you had all your macros up on your phone that you're eating per day now. So everything's changed for you, man. I could totally yeah. tell. Yeah, it has. Yeah. So yeah, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta, a goal without a plan is just a dream. That's right, man. I love that. I love that quote, man. It's true. I think we talk about that all the time too on these podcasts. It's like, you got to have routine, right? And routine helps. Routine helps, man. It's, it's not that a lot of people look at routine like, oh, that's boring. Or they look at routine as a job. It's like, if you're looking at routine as a job, you're doing it wrong. Routine like creates freedom. You get more done during your days now, right? Like look at what you've been able to do. Like you say your day is structured, man. Walk us through that. Like what does structure look like for you? Like you have I know you try to eat your meals at the same time every day, right? Or at least spread apart. Like that's a big, that's a big deal, man. Yeah. Uh, well, it's, it's easier now because I, I don't have to take on as many clients now because I'm starting to get income online. So it is, and it, it will get even easier for me. That's why, that's why I am trying to work harder so much for right now because it's, the hardest is in the beginning. It's the hardest. You're going to go through the, the most BS. You're going to go through the most hardship in the beginning. So I'm trying to make that beginning process a little bit faster. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but my perfect day, and this is not every day, but my perfect day is this. Wake up 5 a.m., do my mobility work, do my, uh, 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 my vacuums, my calf raises, wake my body up, 
Uh, now that you got your body up, you do a little physical activity. Now you, you, you do a little knowledge. Read a book. Read something. Learn something new to improve yourself. And I like to read a lot of business mindset books. Um, I'm, I'm currently reading, um, one of the books I'm reading is uh, Trump's book, The Power of the Deal. Um, and then, uh, what, what other book I'm reading? I'm reading, uh, uh, yeah, I forgot the name of it right now. But the, the, book I'm, the books I'm reading is all like self-motivational, very entrepreneur, it's really entrepreneurship-based. Um, and there was a bunch of books that I bought that I haven't touched yet. But yeah, read something. Eat, uh, make sure you get your first meal in. Go out to the gym, train some clients, come back, work on uh, Soul Alpha, or work on or 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 do a, tra- a, a training session, either with my trainer or by myself. And uh, then that's just pretty much it. Do mobility work again. Repeat repeat the morning routine at night. So do the mobility work again. Do the calf raises. Do read something and go to sleep. That for me is the perfect day. Yeah, that's awesome, man. We 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 always talk about nighttime and morning routines. That's the most important thing that anyone can implement into the structure of their day. That in less than a month's time, you'll see if you stick to it with consistency, you will see great changes happen really quick. If you get your ass out of bed when your phone goes off and you start your day on a positive note instead of opening up Instagram and Facebook and all that other bullshit that can totally put you in a negative mindset. I mean, once you start doing something for the positive, like your days go so much more smooth. It's just an amazing, amazing thing. And I think we can all go for that, man. We can, we can all try to get some nighttime and and morning routines in, you know, and try to get, you know, hopefully you are getting some more sleep in now and stuff like that and focusing on that and, and, and less time in the gym, I think is a very important thing. Um, I think that's a big, a big problem that a lot of people, you know, they think that the more time they spend in the gym, the better they're going to be. Right. And it's like, come on, man. Like we can't preach that enough to people. You know, it's like, you got to take your time. You got to get your sleep. You got to get your food and your food's way more important, man. And, and like you just said, you're in the gym training. And if you're not training yourself, you're back home. You know, you're not just going to sit there and kill yourself all day long. That can, that can lead into problems. You don't get your food in, you don't get your, your sleep in. If you're, if you're napping in the middle of the day to try to, you know, get back to the gym later at night, you're missing out on that. So you're more stressed. And that's like just one bad domino hits the next domino hits the next domino. You know, it's, it's like going downhill. Um, but I think that's a great thing. It's a great structure that you're putting into place, man. But do you, do you feel like without those morning and nighttime routines, you're kind of lost throughout the day if you don't do them? Uh, I feel, I, I feel like I'm not, I feel bad if I don't do it. <laughs> like, I feel like uh, I'm just kind of cheating myself. And yeah, I, I go through the whole entire day with like a cloud over my head. If I don't get that done, I just, I feel like I'm just like a half-assing it. I'm half-assing my, my life. And so I feel like that's going to come back to haunt me. The worst thing that can happen for you when you come on the day of the show and you lose, but you know that you could have worked harder. That is the worst feeling in the world. I don't care what anybody tells you. That is the worst feeling. It's not the worst. It's not about you losing. If you lost and you know, honestly, you could tell yourself that you gave it your all, but then you won't feel bad. But if you know that you did it, Oh, brother, you went for a heartbreak hotel. <laughs> <laughs> That's regret, man. That's yeah. regret, dude. That's that bad shit that we never want to feel. You know, it's giving up on yourself. You didn't put the work in. You don't deserve the fucking win. And that's the truth, right? You think yeah. you're going to win just because you're doing a little bit of work? You've lost the game, my man. Like, if you're going in knowing you're going to win. It's because you, you did the work. You're prepared correctly. And like you just said, if you did everything you can do to a T, and dotted all your eyes, and then you take second place or third place, or you just lose outright. You don't. You probably. You probably don't feel as bad. You know, like, dude, I did everything I could possibly have done. You know, and I'll try to grow on that and build on that next year. I think we can say that about all of our goals, right? right? Like, you can only feel so bad and so sorry for yourself. Like, well, I didn't get that client again, or I didn't close that deal at my job, or I didn't sell that house because I'm a realtor. You know, like, well, why didn't that happen? Like, you were sitting around. You didn't do it. You didn't deserve it. You didn't. You didn't work hard for it. And, HWPO, man, hard work will always pay off. And that's, that's kind of what we always trying to preach, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But dude, 
I just want to say thank you so much for coming on the show. I think the community can say thank you as well, man. And where can everyone find you at, dude? What's your website? What's your Instagram handle and everything like that? Why don't you clue some of these people in? Uh, yeah, so my website is www.swolealpha.com, S-W-O-L-E-A-L-P-H-A.com. Uh, you can, I have all my services there. You can, uh, we have several coaching options for you to choose from. Uh, you can pick whichever one you think is best for you uh, financially and what will help you out the best. And I also got training programs there. Got a, a 12-week custom training program. And I got the six-week body fat transformation program. Now, the cool thing about my body fat transformation program is that it involves carb backloading which teaches you how to incorporate some of your favorite foods into your diet and also lose weight at the same time. So you're not just suffering the whole entire time. And also my fat loss program is the only program in the world that includes structural balance. Now these structural balance techniques is going to help with your knee pain, lower back pain, shoulder pain. So I designed this workout for the everyday individual uh, that, you know, who wants to get in shape. This is not a bodybuilding routine. This is a routine to make you the healthiest version of yourself. And so I got that up there. And then my Instagram is slow underscore alpha underscore. And then um, what else we got? The YouTube is just slow alpha. Go to the YouTube, subscribe, like, hit the notifications, comment, support. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome, man. Yeah, you guys have, if you guys have any questions for Derek or you're looking to get into any kind of a Swole Alpha programs, you guys shoot him a DM, slide into the dude's DMs and ask him those questions. He can get you all set up. And he, he does answer everybody back, even if you comment on one of his pictures or posts or on his YouTube. I know we talked about that in the past that he's trying to get back to each and every one of you guys as fast as he can. So definitely don't think you can't shoot him anything. Definitely if you're in that, that low confidence um, that low confidence state, and you want to get into the gym, you want to start building some confidence, kind of get your life back on track. Derek is definitely there for you. But you guys, once again, thank you for your time. Thank you for your energy because time we cannot get back. So I am very humbled and appreciative of each and every one of you um, who give me your time and give Derek your time as well to this Everyday Growth Podcast. And guys, like I always like to end the podcast, thank you so much for everything that you do. Without you, we couldn't do what we do. Derek and I probably would have never met and this podcast would not be here without you guys. So peace and love to each and every one of you guys. Please take a screenshot of your favorite part, subscribe and share this to your story and tag Swole Alpha or tag myself and we will show you some love right back, guys. Like always, Derek, thank you so much for being here again, man, and your time and energy. And uh, peace and love, guys. Until the next episode, be cool. <laughs>